And welcome everybody to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you are well. Big guest on the show today. My mother. No, it's not my mother. Eventually we'll get my mom on the show. Don't worry. Uh, look, she's my Jewish mother from uh, New York City. Uh, she's somewhere on a bench feeding the pigeons. And, and I don't say that in a derogatory way. She she probably is on a bench feeding the pigeons. And hopefully we'll get her on the show uh, sometime soon. Love my mom in New York. Um, no, today on the show, someone else from New York, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. That's right. We'll have him on the Pod's Honest Truth today. And boy, uh, shockingly, uh, Mayor Giuliani doesn't hold back. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, he goes and talks specifically about uh, this idea that Black Lives Matter, the actual organization, is on its way to being basically deemed a terrorist organization. We're going to get into that. Uh, plus, he talks about Joe Biden and the cognitive function and basically this idea that, hey, if he was like Joe Biden in terms of his mental state, he would never want his family to put him out there like that. So there's some interesting um, points there. In addition, he'll talk about the Durham investigation. Uh, we all expect those uh, results uh, and findings, if you will, sometime before the November election. So a lot to get to with Rudy Giuliani on today's Pod's Honest Truth. Also, don't forget, uh, here at justthenews.com, you got a lot of podcasts to choose from. you got John Solomon Reports. Uh, I mean, he's hard-hitting all the time. I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's basically, might as well call it hard-hitting reports. John Solomon Reports, pretty much synonymous um, at the same time, which I guess would be redundant if I said synonymous at the same time. Anyhow, that's a whole other English lesson. I missed that in seventh grade. Uh, and then there's Cheryl Atkinson, uh, her podcast on justthenews.com. And don't forget the new one. Scott Rasmussen, number of the day where Scott breaks down a polling number uh, the only the way he only can uh, by basically getting inside and, and having you understand what that number means. It's called number of the day here at justthenews.com. And of course, the pod's honest truth here at justthenews.com. How many times can I say justthenews.com? Hey, let me check my contract. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I get paid every time I say, wait for it, justthenews.com. All right, when we come back here on the Pod's Honest Truth, Rudy Giuliani's got a lot to say, including why he doesn't watch Yankee games anymore. Back in a moment. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And welcome back, everybody, to the Pods on a Truth with David Brody. Time now for my interview with Rudy Giuliani. Uh, you can see the video version up at justthenews.com. We did this on Zoom, uh, and he was in New York uh, looking very mayoral, if you will, at his desk. Um, I like how he was kind of fixing his handkerchief beforehand, which which I, I, I'll i be honest, I thought was extremely impressive. You're on a Zoom in mid-morning. But no, no, you've got to fix the handkerchief to make sure everything is pitch perfect. And boy, uh, Rudy not only delivered on the handkerchief, he delivered on the content. Uh, he'll talk about Black Lives Matter, uh, the way he sees it. It is a terrorist organization, or at least on its way to one. I also get into cancel culture with him 
and this idea that the Yankees the other day didn't stand. Uh, it wasn't necessarily it didn't stand for the National Anthem. It was before the National Anthem, but it had to do with the BLM movement. And that was enough for Rudy. He said, forget it. I'm done. I'm a huge Yankee fan. But that was the last game I ever watched uh, as a Yankee fan. So uh, pretty interesting. And of course, Joe Biden, Trump 2020 election. Oh, and the Durham investigation. That could be kind of important. And what he believes uh, might be the charges stemming from that. Here is Rudy Giuliani on the Pod's Honest Truth. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, thanks so much for uh, doing this interview. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very, very much, David. Nice to talk to you. Well, where do I begin? Let's just start with 2020 and Biden and Trump. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know it brings a smile and a laugh to your face because what we've seen from from Joe Biden, I mean, we'll get into that in a moment, but what do you make of the race itself? Uh, Everybody is writing off Trump. Here we go again. Uh, What's your prediction, Mayor? I think they are making a terrible mistake, as they did last time. I think it's even clearer this time that it's a mistake because we know how people behaved uh, four years ago. And actually, there's more incentive for them to reelect him now than there was uh, to elect him, you know, back in 16, where they were taking a chance on him. Remember, particularly with the minority voters and the black voters, he went to them and said, what do you have to lose? I mean, 50 years you've been oppressed by the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sure have. You can see the results of it now with all these, all these riots, which are basically almost all in Democrat-controlled cities. Not mm-hmm. just control, but control for most of 100 years. So I think the American people are getting every night, even with the biased news coverage, they're getting a picture of what America could be like under a so-called progressive democratic regime. There's no reason to feel that Biden wouldn't be because I don't think he's capable of stopping it. He seems to give in to them all the time. Doesn't seem to have much, um, he doesn't seem to be all there actually. And I don't see him being able to stop the tremendous forces within this party that have cowered, you know, Nancy Pelosi into letting AOC basically run her agenda. So if that's what America wants, if we want no police, no military, uh, co- communities deciding what they want to do. You know, if they want to smoke marijuana or maybe take heroin or, or s- steal without a war against stealing. We could, ha- we could have that like we had with the autonomous zone. So mm-hmm. that's not American. That's not America. I think there's a sense that these people, uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, with the Democratic Party unwilling to criticize them, mm-hmm. are trying to destroy our way of life destroy the American way of life. We know they hate America. Mm -hmm. Uh, We feel it every time they yell how much they hate America, when they burn off flag, or uh, deliberately kneel when the national anthem is being played to say basically, you're not a good country, or or tear down statues of Columbus and Washington and Jefferson to say to us, we were founded by bad people. This is gonna be a very, very surprising election, David, I think. Americans are going to come out to vote to vote for America because <laughs> they're yeah. trying to take it away from us. You they really are. You, you no exaggeration. It. They're trying to take it away from us. And the Democrats either go along with it because some of them are very far left, or they're too weak to oppose. De- Democrats have been pandering for so long. Like, look, I mean, Joe Biden spent his whole life pandering. Mm-hmm. He's on the ground. His, his knee has been down all his life. 
doing what he was supposed to do and say politically correct, having his hand out for money. Family made millions, by the way, selling his office. So this is a, the American people know this. The media can fool them only so much, but could Mayor, be a, I think it's going to be a big win for President Trump you, you and for said, America. Yeah, well, you said that they're trying to take it away from us. And, and I'm wondering, because James Clyburn said this the other day. He said if, uh, he believes if Donald Trump loses in 2020, uh, that the president, uh, he can see the president using emergency powers to stay in office. I mean, what, what do you make <laughs> of all of that? Sounds like Al Gore, right? Um, and Hillary who, and, and, the, and, the, and them who decided they were going to impeach him the day after he was elected, right? Mm. No, we're not like that. We, we, uh, Republicans comply with the law. And what they found after three and a half years of investigating Donald Trump on every bogus charge they possibly could and costing the government about 50 million and costing him a fortune and everybody else, he hasn't committed any crimes. I know Donald Trump for 30 years. And as you know, he's the leading prosecutor in New York for a long time. And I probably shouldn't say this, but probably by far the best with the record that I have. Donald Trump is an honest man. He's a shrewd, tough businessman. He'll take advantage of what the law allows him to do, but he always stops and checks. He's always been surrounded by lawyers. I have specific knowledge of situations in which he was much more careful than other people were. And that's why they keep getting foiled. I keep saying to them, you know, Russian collusion, two and a half years. There's not even a stitch of evidence that anything, I, I know he had nothing to do with Russian collusion. I was with him for six months, 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. They made it up. The whole thing is made up. The, the, the whole conversation with the Ukrainian president is perfectly proper. Joe Biden is this day under investigation in the Ukraine for bribing, and for, and for bribing uh, the president of the Ukraine and for taking a bribe himself. But the media here won't, won't, won't um, report that. The Ukrainian government is investigating Joe Biden for committing serious crimes in the Ukraine that would also constitute bribery in the United States. That's what the president was concerned about. He's concerned about a vice president of the United States who sold out our country. We haven't investigated it yet, but he sold us out in China and Iraq as well, where his brother got into a $1.5 billion deal and his son got $1.5 billion from China. Mm. So these, are, these, are not, these go beyond politics. Just because a man says I want to run for president doesn't mean he can steal you know, $50 million or get $1.5 billion from China. Yeah. I mean, and, I'm sorry. I know the Democrats believe they can get away with anything, but there's a point at which you got to put your foot down. there. There's a long list with Biden. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of this earlier. Uh, you kind of spoke to, to a degree about his cognitive ability. Uh, this seems to be a, con a concern by a lot of folks. Uh, wh wh what do you... What do you make of it? I got to tell you, uh, you, you have to wonder about the campaign and the family that, are, that is putting them out, here, out there like that. David, that's a very, very good question. You know, it really is. Uh, secretly, I thought about it for a while. And now, of course, people talk about it. I say to myself, if I, if I were like that, would my son, Andrew, who is a wonderful young man, yeah. or my daughter, Caroline, equally as wonderful, love me and I love them. I, I really do think, because they're strong personalities, both of them. I think they come to me and say, Dad, you know, you had a great career. You did a lot of great things. You turned around New York. You went after the mafia. You went after Wall Street. You, you uh, defended the president and uh, helped him avoid ridiculous impeachment. Um, 
you, it, it's not all of you now. You know, you get old. You can't fight it. Yeah. And they'd say, don't, don't, don't let the mass memory be somebody bumbling, stumbling, not being able to finish a sentence, not knowing who his wife is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see it. I mean, David, you can see it. You can see him. You can see the, the, the vacant eyes, and he doesn't know what he's going to say next. Hard to watch. Uh, I know that. I know that illness because I've had friends. I've friends who have it right now. I've had friends who have had it, and I've had relatives who've dealt with it. I know. I know what it is. I don't need a doctor to tell me. So you're saying this is but, going beyond gaffes. This is going beyond gaffes. Oh, way beyond. I, I know Joe yeah. for. I don't know. <laughs> 90, 100, 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> I know Joe longer than I know Donald Trump. No, 40 years. I was first introduced to him by a, a person who worked for me in the Justice Department who knew him. And he said to me, mm-hmm. you should have a good relationship with him because he's on the Judiciary Committee and you're getting judges and uh, U.S. attorneys and U.S. marshals appointed for President Reagan. So on the way over in our car, he said, you know, funniest thing, you're going to really like this guy. He is a lot of fun. He's your kind of guy. But I got to tell you, this guy is really stupid. I mean, like he was the dumbest guy in our law school class. Hmm. The only way he got through was by cheating. Hmm. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, no. He, he did a plagiarized paper. And then when he caught he's he, basically he was known as the guy who would lean over your paper for the entire law school career. Hmm. But he said, he's actually dumb. He says dumb things. But he's a nice guy. And that's how he probably got elected. And he's a decent guy. And I had a good relationship with him, helped to pass mm-hmm. the 1994 crime bill right. that he and Schumer up until now took great credit for. I mean, actually, it was Ronald Reagan's bill, right? Yeah. Not Schumer. Or, or, uh, or him, because it came back to bite him because it was Ronald Reagan's bill. He's now had to renounce it. And there were a couple of things in there that weren't right. A lot of it was very, very good, the way it treated drug dealers. But it was a little too harsh on drug users. And Barack Obama didn't straighten that out. (laughs) Donald Trump straightened it out. Do you know in in three years, Donald Trump has delivered more to the African-American community than the last five presidents combined? Obama sat there and watched unemployment numbers there that were horrendous. Media watched murders in Chicago. He yeah. was getting more people murdered in Chicago than in Afghanistan. His own town, his own people, 30, 30 people shot. Now it's 60 and 70. It's yeah. 20 killed on a weekend. A one-year-old, one-year-old boy killed yeah. uh, in, 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 in Brooklyn. Seven, a nine-year-old boy killed in Chicago. A uh, 15-year-old basketball star killed in Brooklyn. I mean, this, this doesn't break your heart. I know. If, if you are Black Lives Matter, these little lives are too little to matter. Black so, Lives Matter is a complete uh, fraud. Fraud in the sense that it, it, it isn't what it says. Sounds good. Black Lives Matter. You could go with that. It probably wanted to say Black Lives Matter, and so do all other lives, but you need some special emphasis on some problems, fine. But then uh, the only black lives that seem to matter are the two or three a year they can exploit 
not the 7,000 or 8,000 that are killed by other blacks. Black on black Which crime. they never mention or talk about. So tell me how you're saving black lives. All you're, car all you're caring about is 1% of 1% and letting the rest of them, you know, slaughter each other without putting great emphasis on how, how to cure it. And there are ways to fix it. And they're against the ways to fix it. They're dead set against the nuclear family. Basically, mm -hmm. they're dead set against fathers. They don't like fathers. Mm -hmm. They think that fathers ruin the whole thing. Right. And there's a lot of literature about how fathers have really disrupted a family and a woman is perfectly capable of bringing up a child all by herself. Now, the statistics completely, completely show the other story, which is a child brought up in a two-parent family has a two to three times better chance of succeeding at almost every level than a child brought up in a single-parent family. That is not to say that there aren't some single parents that are better than parents' parents, but it's the exception rather than the rule, and it's not even the single parent's fault. It's the difficulty of raising a child. But how, how, if you care about the black community, at this time in the history, you're attacking a mother-father family? You're attacking mm -hmm. private education? They want to do away with charter schools. It's the only thing that works. Yeah. They don't want you to be able to have private education for your child if you can afford it. No parochial education. No Protestant, Catholic, Jewish education. Oh. And no yeah. God. They're so, Marxists. So let me ask you, with all of that said, it makes me think I, you're a big sports fan. I know you're a big Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah. and, and here we got, I mean, it kind of plays into the whole thing, right? I mean, the national anthem, the Black Lives Matter, kind of embracing Black Lives Matter. It's the whole uh, cancel culture. Uh, how much has this pained you to see professional <laughs> sports teams, specifically the Yankees? I know there's been some stuff with the Yankees, too. See what that is? Hmm. That's the Yankee uh, World Series ring when they beat the Mets. I see it. Last night I had, uh, I went to a, a dinner for uh, Mariano Rivera, my hero and a wonderful Christian. Yeah, great guy. I mean, man's close to a saint, I'm telling you. I wear this one. I watched the first Yankee game with great anticipation. And when I saw they took it in, I put it off and I haven't watched another one. Is that right? Uh, I can't watch it. I, I, I I know, I know in my heart that most of them don't know what they're doing. They really haven't read um, the charter. They haven't read the writings of uh, Patrice Cullors, um, Alicia Gar uh, Garza. Uh, they don't know that Susan Rosenberg is the main fundraiser for them, was a convicted terrorist who got 58 years in jail for being involved in an organization that killed police officers. You'll remember the name if I say it, Weather Underground. Sure. She got 58 years in jail and she was let out after 16 by a crooked Bill Clinton. And now let out so that she can now try to do another weather underground with Black Lives Matter. They're advised by a gentleman named Eric Mann, who's a complete Marxist communist and also a member of the weather underground that slaughtered police officers, bombed buildings. This organization is this close to being able to be designated as a domestic terrorist organization. Is that right? Um, like Antifa, Antifa, we've been, government's been investigating longer. It's pretty easy to find that criteria to make them terrorist organization. But Black Lives Matter is very, very close. The head of their New York chapter, for example, about two weeks ago made a statement that will help. He said that um, basically 
if they if they can't get what they want, they got to burn it down. Mm. And what's that? Yeah, no, right, right, right. But, so you're and, saying, and then who's saying they're going to burn it down? I see a guy from CNN reporting. Here we are in Portland, where we're having extremely peaceful demonstrations. I see three buildings burning in the back, mm-hmm. and a police officer getting hit hit over the head with a bat. And the moron is standing there saying, "Things are very peaceful here in Portland." Yeah. Mayor, let me ask you about the emotional uh, aspect of this regarding New York City, uh, a, a place that obviously goes without saying that you you love from the, 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 the deepness of your heart and what has gone on there to see the Black Lives Matter uh, street art, whatever you want to call it, people call it a mural, whatever it is, in front of Trump Tower. But beyond that, what's happening within the ranks of New York City police officers <clears throat> and the dispiritness that has taken hold in this city. Will it ever be the same? Can it ever be the same? Uh, of course it can be the same, yes. Okay. I mean, you need someone to come along who's charismatic as a leader and as tough as nails, like Donald Trump is, hmm. and like I was. Uh, and like, uh, I can think of a lot of people like that, very, very few Democrats. Yeah. I think no one left in the Democratic Party like that now. Right. And that's why when you look, I mean, you just look without even being partisan. Take the top 10 cities for riots and murder. Mm-hmm right now. They're all Democrat-led cities. Yeah, uh, They've lost their strength, their ability to stand up, their desire for power and to please and to pander. Maybe it goes back to Clinton, who was, you know, a, a pathological pander and he wanted everybody to like him. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I don't see much hope if there's a Democrat. But look, we were in pretty bad shape in 1989, 90. 91 and 92, we set our records for murder under the last Democratic mayor. Right, right. 2,200 and 2,400. We're not near there at all yet. Um, and we had two riots in two years. One of pogrom. Right. In fact, the, the, the brother of the young man who was killed during the program, Norman Rosenbaum, died the other day. Yeah. I wrote a, wrote a letter about what a brave man he was. I mean, we, that, that's the only pogrom we've ever had in America, except possibly for one in Los Angeles a few weeks ago that nobody's covered. Mm. Uh, I was able to straighten it out. I, I didn't do magic. And it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of study. I can't say it was easy. But if you have a will, the mayor of New York has actually more power in his sphere than the president does. Mm. I, 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 there were more things I could directly, you know how the president does things by executive order? Right. There's a little limit to it. There aren't too many limits to what the mayor can do by executive order. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can change some of the agencies real quick, like police, fire, emergency service. You, you, you control those. Uh, place where you don't have any power is the schools, or at least I did. And if, if I were advising someone, I would say get those schools straightened out. And, and I would also advise making schools a very big issue in this campaign. Black Lives Matter want to do away with all forms of private education. That means no choice no vouchers, no charter schools, and no religious schools, and no homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Think about how they're Marxists and socialists. Yeah. And, and they say they are. But people don't understand what it means to be a Marxist and a socialist anyway. It means they want everybody delivered to the state school where they can teach them what the state wants them to believe. And if they don't mm-hmm. believe it, like they're doing to us now, if we're not politically correct, if we don't ascribe to the Black Lives Matter progressive democratic dogma, mm-hmm. then we're shunned. 
and shamed. And uh, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to brainwash us. Hmm. I, I, it doesn't take much to figure out. They have a big plank that says, we're going to do away with all forms of private education. And then they go on to explain what's wrong with private education. Mm-hmm. So we got, this is a battle. Ken Blackwell, the former attorney general of Ohio, I respect tremendously, said this is a battle of titans. Mm-hmm. It's uh, two different groups. One group loves America, thinks it isn't perfect, but it can be perfected. And the other group just essentially believes that America is an evil country. It was founded that way. Its founder, its first president, the author of its liberty, were all evil men. Uh, the present president is an evil man. All white men are basically intrinsically racist and evil. Yeah. Well, they hate our country. And they want to take away the way our country is governed and our culture, including our family system our property rights. And so many of these people, like the commissioner of the NFL and corporate people, who are so frightened of being labeled racist, I mean, they'll do any, they'll give, they give them millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They literally disgrace the flag. I don't know if they ever bothered to read. I don't know if they ever bothered to read uh, the, the 2017 uh, agenda for Black Lives Matter, which includes 18 of these things. Every single thing I said is, but, and, and I'll tell you, the thing about them, the people at the top, yeah, they're honest. You know, a lot of the people with them do a lot of spinning, but Garza and uh, Cullors and Rosenberg, they'll tell you straight out, they're Marxist. So just, so two last questions, and I want to follow up on one thing you said earlier. So you believe there is a case to be made, or at least there, there, it's going in that direction about Black Lives Matter being potentially designated a terrorist organization. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of elements there. I don't, I'm not in the Justice Department. I don't have all the evidence, but you got, I mean, you got the beginnings of a pretty good case. First of all, they're dedicated to hating America. Second, they're dedicated to tearing down most of the institutions, not only of our government, but also of our society, meaning the, you know, the family and schools and religious education and religion Right. Um, and then they, they, they have a pretty close connection with violence. I mean, way back at the beginning, uh, five police officers were killed in Dallas by somebody who was uh, wildly enthusiastic about the Black Lives Matter during a demonstration. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like there's a, there's a cookie-cutter approach to these things. They grabbed the George Floyd thing, the terrible, terrible murder. It almost gave us a chance of unifying because the president immediately condemned it and immediately sent the FBI in. That's right. And everybody was agreeing with him at first. And all my police friends were calling me and agreeing this was terrible. Well, boy, they couldn't stand that. There'd be a moment of unity. So they just jammed right in the middle and they started doing things that you have to, like taking over police precincts and burning cars, stealing. Unfortunately, we had a very weak mayor in Minneapolis, like we do in many of these cities, mine. And you let them take a precinct and from there, yeah. they figured they could just take over. So let me ask you one final question, which of course you could go on forever and ever about, but give me whatever you can do on this. This is the Durham investigation. We're going to find out what he's got here. I'm assuming, I'm assuming probably before November. I, I don't know exactly, but here's my question. About a month ago, I interviewed President Trump uh, on the colonnade and I asked him, what 
crime did Obama commit? And he stopped me in the middle of the city. He said, it's treason. He said, Obama committed treason on my campaign. I'm just wondering what you think Durham's investigation is going to end up finding here, Mayor. Well, it's going to, it's going to find that there was a very, very well-developed, although somewhat amateurish plot that involved a lot of Democrats, mostly in the Obama administration, to uh, use any means possible, including illegal means, the development of a phony uh, black ledger, the disclosure of it to the Times when it turns out to be completely fraudulent about bribes. That was an attempt to unseat him, to stop him as a candidate. Mm -hmm. And when that failed, Peter Strzok went on to his insurance plan, which was to try to do anything he could to manufacture evidence of Russian collusion. Because from the beginning, he knew it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He knew it didn't happen. So what they did was, they went after everybody around Trump, and they persecuted them, prosecuted many of them, and gave them all the choice of, you know, you won't go to jail if you tell us that Trump was involved with the Russians. Right. Now contrast that with the way that same Strzok and Comey investigated Hillary Clinton for real crimes. 33,000 emails, 13 telephones, smash. They immunized everybody around her. <laughs> yeah. They declared everybody around her innocent to start with. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't give her the questions before the interview. Hmm. But they didn't really have to because Comey wrote the conclusion before he interviewed. Mm -hmm. And he was basically told this is a matter, not a case. And the President of the United States couldn't have made it clearer, Obama, that he wanted her off. So that was a, f a totally fixed case. The question is, how much did Obama know? And when did he know? We know on January, it's either the 5th or the 6th of 2017, shortly before Trump was going to come into office. There was a big meeting in the White House with all the key players, with all the key players involved. I have a little chart of it. Like I used to do my organized crime charts, you know, Fat Tony Salerno. Uh, <laughs> well, see, I have a little chart. These are the prime suspects here. Yeah. Uh, these, these are the people that were involved in the unmasking, the illegal unmasking, mm -hmm. at, at the five year felony of General Flynn. One of these people did it. You can, you know, I'm, I was willing to give it to Las Vegas and see if we, we could put some money on who you think did it. But all these people then, if they knew about the plan, were co-conspirators. And the plan was beyond just getting Flynn. They wanted poor General, poor General Flynn, great General Flynn. He was a great man. And what they did to him should not take away from that, that part of his reputation. He served our country in ways that these creeps, all they did is pretty much screw up our country. Well, their plan was to get him out of the way because he knew too much he saw Trump surrounded by a bunch of rookies that they could spin around, as Comey admitted. Mm -hmm. They got rid of Flynn, and then they, then they launched their second Russian collusion investigation. The first one was seven months. It involved tape recording, Carter Page. It involved investigation all over the world. And the conclusion, which we have luckily in the text, because he would admit it now, was Peter Strzok to his mistress, there's no there there. We didn't get it even. Yeah. Well, they, they have nothing and they start another investigation. And they have nothing there either. 
That is pretty, that, I, don't, I don't know what you would call that. Treason has a very technical definition of the Constitution. But, but it, it certainly is some form of obstruction of government. Trying to take down a sitting president by illegal means, by lies. Look at, look at uh, Strzok, uh, not Strzok, uh, Congressman uh, uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah. He, he goes on television and says, I have documented evidence, two, two different pieces of it, that prove that President Trump had direct knowledge of Russian collusion. Well, that could, have, that could be just a wild, crazy statement. But that could be part of a conspiracy where other people knew he was going to do it, agreed with him doing it, to mm. further the narrative. Turns out to be a lie. Yeah. Turns out to be a, a, a lie in pursuance yeah. of trying to falsely accuse someone of a crime. That's a crime. Yeah. You think These things they should not be allowed to get away with. I mean, I know the de Republicans are generally, oh, you know, it's over with now. But after what they've done to him, and after what they're going to do to another president if we don't stop them, it's got to be done for the, for the sake of justice and the sake of our country. And we've got to get rid of this double standard where Democrats can take millions like Biden. They can sell us out to China. It's right, the evidence is right in our face. Nothing. Not only don't you prosecute them for it, the press won't even let you mention it. You think um, you you think Durham is going to recommend charges? What's your what's your gut tell you? My gut tells me uh, if he's the prosecutor, I think he is. He would have no choice but to do it. I don't know the full. My my, my uh, hesitate only hesitation is I don't know the full length of how far up it goes. Right. Uh, it looks to me like it's a pretty good case up to up to Brennan and Clapper. Biden and, and Obama were in those meetings. Um, I was surprised about that January meeting. I didn't realize they discussed it with Biden and, uh, and Obama so, in such great detail. It certainly puts them in a situation where they have to be investigated for it. But yeah. I can't say that they were participants in it until we know what happens. And if they do a real investigation, don't immunize everybody around them and start to go after them. Maybe one of these people will tell the truth. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mayor. I really appreciate yeah, it's it. It's great, great to talk to you again, David. You're this, a terrific reporter. Uh, I appreciate it, sir. And uh, we'll talk down you the road. You know how much respect I have for you. Well, I do. And, and the fact that it's on the record, I'm going to uh, memorialize that for all of time. <laughs> <laughs>
Additional terms apply. That is Mayor Giuliani here on the Pod's Honest Truth. You know, uh, some final comments before we leave you. It, it's really fascinating to watch uh, the BLM movement, this Black Lives Matter movement. And once again, I want to say, and I'll say it again, because we've, we, we, everybody needs to understand this from a factual standpoint. You have to delineate between the Black Lives Matter movement slash sentiment. That's fine. That's wonderful. That's great. No one's arguing about that because the last time I checked, Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. But there's a difference between that and the Black Lives Matter organization. And can someone please tell, oh, I don't know, LeBron James, some athletes, maybe, let me think, dot, 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 Gen Zers and folks to look it up. As Mayor Giuliani was saying, do the, fa- do the research, folks. Just do the research on the BLM movement and the origins and the, the Marxist um, mantra, if you will, and this idea that they are against the Western prescribed nuclear family. And once again, please, when you say, hey, wait, David Brody just said they're against the Western nuclear uh, family. No, no, no. David Brody didn't say that. They say that. It's on their website, folks. Just look at it. So I guess my point simply is, is that you've got all of these, uh, you know, the logos from the NBA teams. You've got everybody chanting Black Lives Matter. And when I say everybody, I'm not talking about the BLM folks. I'm talking about, uh, you you know, white Gen Zers. Uh, You're talking about uh, this woke liberal culture out there. And everybody's like, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Well, yes, if you're chanting for the sentiment, keep on chanting and keep on peacefully assembling. But if you're talking specifically about the organization, full stop, no, absolutely not. It's not about the organization. It should be about the sentiment. Unfortunately, the two have been conflated. And that's where we find ourselves in this country in basically a world that's full of misinformation about the Black Lives Matter organization. And that's the Pod's Honest Truth. Until next time, America. 